Bloody negative about everything. So negative about everything. One of the great moments of the NBA playoff, uh, NBA playoffs in the last sort of four or five years, Toronto winning that game, Kawhi Leonard with that shot um, from the side of the court. Uh, we do have a pretty big basketball story to tell you about a little bit later on in the show. Welcome back to the run home. Uh, the pregame show, show with Brad is over. Uh, of course, thanks to Mick Delivery delivering your Macca's favorites straight to your door. It is a very good morning. It is bonjour to uh, Mr. Beaver, who is currently in a reception in some beautiful Leon Hotel. A good morning to you, Stephen. Uh, it's very much bonjour uh, to you, Brad, and to you, Jacob, and to our listeners there in New Zealand. Yes, it's. Uh, I am reception, and I don't usually go to the reception to do this show, but uh, on this occasion I felt I needed to, because... Mm. Um, Unbeknown to me, um, my accommodation in Lyon just happens to be the same as the All Blacks, and uh, it is a very small hotel, uh, just a two-level job, and I had great fear that if I, I start bellowing out uh, in my room uh, of, of waking, you know, uh, Bodie Retallick Angry or props. Sam Whitelock or someone... Yeah, no, something like that. Um, so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to get down to reception, um, and it's very much decked out for the All Blacks. So I'm looking at a, some sort of big screen here saying, fear the fern, feel the All Blacks, with the beautiful All Blacks awesome. logo just underneath it. There's New Zealand flags everywhere. So oh, I feel very much at home. I could be I could be in Auckland with you guys right now with the uh, with the paraphernalia that's uh, floating around here. We'd love to have you here, but without the paraphernalia, uh, <laughs> I have to say that looks like an extremely comfortable couch, uh, Beaver. Mm, yeah, I'm not usually a fan of leather couches. I feel they get sticky when you fall asleep on them. But mm-hmm. um, I think this one is actually um, not bad. And, and if it could put up with the summer heat and, and a bit of uh, sleep sweat, then yeah, it wouldn't be bad if I just uh, took this home, to be fair. Excellent, excellent. Uh, also, before we get to your day yesterday, how is the body shaping up? I'm not sure. I don't think you had time to go for a run yesterday, but are you feeling good 48 hours after the fact? <sighs> Look, I'm, I feel slightly better. It's 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 a, it's certainly an old age um, body today because it's I'm feeling it behind the knees. Oh, like, and I guess that's joint stuff. Danger. Um, but but I must say, um, I have to go do something today. I'm going to have to pound the streets of Leon uh, today. There's a beautiful river that runs through the, the centre here that, I've, that I obviously discovered yesterday afternoon and. Uh, Considering the diet and uh, lack of anything else going on here, I need to uh, I need to do some exercise. There is a gym actually attached to all of us, but 
through fear of being in there at the same time as possibly the All Blacks and embarrassing myself, uh, I think I'll just stick to the, the streets and uh, the Riverside jog this morning after the show. Did you uh, catch up with um, with your Grins buds uh, yesterday? Are they both both um, in the team happy with that? Oh, I think I've lost Monsieur Beaver. J-Dog? No? Yep. Okay. Got him back? Serious? I can hear some heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Yeah, that'll be mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. That'll be mine. Did, 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 and, and um, I haven't been for a run yet. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you catch up with your Grins boys both in the twenty-three uh, this weekend? No, well, actually, I I caught up with one of them. Um, he was actually the first person I saw. We when me and Victor walked in here after our promo yesterday morning, uh, not knowing they was actually staying at the All Black Hotel. We walk in and. Uh, there's a there's a backs unit meeting going down uh, outside here in the in the pool area. So uh, I ran into young Damien. Um, haven't seen Anton yet, but uh, no doubt I'll cross paths with him today. But uh, yeah, now a few of the boys are floating around, and uh, no, they all seem in great spirits and in uh, and, and, and a nice team they named for the weekend. I, I think so. Yeah, you mentioned your fellow uh, All Black World Cup winner Victor Vito, also Dan Carter, and I believe George Bauer part of that ceremony yesterday. So, sort of, I guess, paint the picture for for the audience, Beef. Um, it looked like I've I've seen the video. Uh, it looked really really cool yesterday. The uh, the bench presentation. Yeah, obviously the New Zealand rugby unions. Um, done a sort of a, a campaign around the bench and that obviously back home everyone's a part of the bench they they presented the 26 unions a bench each before they left to, to go to the world cup and and then they've also done these ceremonies around france or their sponsors head officers who uh, who are very much a part of the i guess part of the new zealand rugby unions uh, family so the Leon City, um, listening to the mayor yesterday, um, we were in a park, which is apparently one of the bigger parks in, in all of France, um, which strangely is a zoo, not a zoo, but just pretty much has a few giraffes in the middle of it, which are caged off, of course, um, but um, this this beautiful park in the middle of Leon, because um, apparently bench is a very symbolic thing in uh, France, and uh, it's, it's, it's around... The gatherings and, and meeting of strangers and, and, and chewing the cut, as they say over here. Um, so the mayor is very big on his uh, green aspect of the world and he believes in park benches to get people out and about and all the rest of it. So he, he spoke wonderfully, uh, as, as did Max Spence, the, the president of the rugby union. And uh, and then the, the boys from Rotorua actually came up because they actually designed this uh, bench that's situated in the middle of uh, this park in Lyon, which I, I dare say it's it's a cut above the other green park benches uh, in Lyon. Uh, wonderful carvings, um, little bits of power shell and the like. So um, beautiful stuff there from Shane and the boys from Rotorua who came up uh, to help present it. So... Um, no, we just we and the, and again the, the local mayor. He's big on uh, his greenery, and he's big on uh, the kids are the, are the most important thing. So we invite a whole lot of kids who have been involved in rugby this year, about three hundred of them, and, and their parents. So it was quite a, quite a turnout. And then somehow they must have opened it up at one stage, and then there's a few Kiwis and that who are over there for World Cup, and they dropped mm. by too. So uh, and yeah, there's a fair bit of media there, but um, no, it was. It was quite a nice little morning, actually, and uh, yeah, catch up with a few of the boys, so it was good. 
Awesome. It, it looked it looked great. Uh, it looked it looked awesome. You can check that out on the uh, New Zealand Rugby uh, YouTube channel. I believe they put a video up and on their social media. All right, there's 23 name to play Italy Beef. I, I, I like it. I got to say, I, I sort of made I, I sort of threw out a bit of an opinion earlier in the show, but even I, I could I, imagine you I, did. I just I, I feel that I, I like this 23. I think I think we're getting really close to a team that, that that can take on the world and, and beat the world. I would just like to see Ethan Blackadder and Lester Fyanganuku added to that 23 that we've seen. And obviously, Ethan DeGroote's going to come in for one of those props as well um, when his suspension's up. But uh, I love that they've gone with Damian McKenzie. Uh, Fozzie and the press of Beeve did say, look, we've, uh, we've, we've limited our, our bench options. But at the end of the day, he said Damian's trained really well. He's played really well, and we just couldn't leave him out anymore. No, no, you couldn't, Ian. Um, and I did see Ian yesterday, and I didn't need to pass that on to him once I knew the team. But um, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a great looking team. Um, is it is it the team that they'll name for the quarter final? Not sure. Obviously, they've uh, they've got a few few big calls there to make. Obviously, around the locks and uh, and which way that's going to go, and, and even the front row. Obviously, Terrell Lomax has been their main man for for the last two years. So, is he all of a sudden not in the match day? 15, or I'm not sure, but as soon as you look at that back line, and it's the back line that they look like they've that's the one that's been signposted the, the entire tournament, so yeah, you'd see no change there whatsoever. Um, and I mean, I know this is going to wind up a few of our listeners on the text machine, but Sam Kane will be starting the quarter final. Um, and I don't know what Fozzie said in the press conference around that, but um, I'm sure he will be there. But um, no, all in all, it's um, as you said, it's a, it's a great looking team. And uh, Shannon Frizzell, they've wanted, I guess starting to get as many minutes in them as possible, which you know again makes sense um, if he's going to be their man at the quarter final, which you presume after the South African performances um, he will be. So uh, no, it's it's an exciting team. I, I, I do like the the general base of what the bench is starting to look like. Me with too. A, with a, with a Roy Gard and a McKenzie and, and a Leonard Brown, obviously, at least is probably knocking on the door, but maybe there's not. The only thing that's probably counting against Leicester is there's probably not the, there's not the top line faith as a midfielder. Yeah. And when you when you look at when you look at that back when it starts with um, Rico, you've got a wing cover of the highest order. But you don't have another midfield cover mm. of of somebody that they've seen there do it all before. So, therefore, that's why I'm pretty sure Anton would would be would be nudging Lester for that number twenty three jersey. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm I'm as as you beef. I'm absolutely stoked with the team. Uh, and, and from your perspective, in terms of looking at the squad now and looking at the Italian game, your expectations. I guess you like your minimum expectation on what you want to see out of this All Black team. I, I kind of the word that keeps coming to me is clean. I just want to see a clean performance, like no cards, uh, limiting mistakes, and just playing good rugby. Like the first twenty minutes against the French, where I thought the All Blacks were incredibly good in that game. Like that's the sort of performance that I want to see for eighty minutes from this side. Yeah, I've never heard you use that analogy, clean. I was starting to think what you mean the the knees or the jerseys, or I was trying to work out what you meant there. But just, I mean, if the jerseys if the jerseys are clean, I think they've put in a good performance too, um, Brad. That that means very few of them have been tackled. Um, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, you want. Oh, I'm going to go a step further than you're clean, and I'm going to I'm going to raise you with a professional performance. There we go. Um, but, but potentially even a, a clinic. Um, I'd love to see love a clinic it. put on them. Um, no, I, I think yeah, this is 
this is not going to be uh, Namibia, but it's not going to be France either. So it's obviously uh, somewhere in between. And I think if you might not see the the I know you've talked during the week about a statement performance. I wonder if you'll see that, Brad, because I think a lot of this will. I presume they'll put a few things in place, i.e. their kicking game, which, you know, they've they've come out and, you know, I think everyone's sort of conceded and, and saw that that wasn't perfect against the French. I reckon they've probably gone away, and we heard Will Jordan last weekend on the on the news bites talking about how they've spent a lot of time on their kicking game. I wonder if they've gone away and they've, they've done a lot of work on that, and, and I could see if they've put a new structure or what have you around that, I could see a big focus on that. So you might not see the 80-pointer or the 70-pointer, but they might walk away with a 30 or 40-pointer and be pretty happy if they've, if they've banked some of that stuff because you know how important that's going to be come the Irish. Mm. I do want to uh, get to your thoughts on the Dally M uh, shortly, but just uh, firstly, uh, a former All Black teammate of yours, um, he's going to break Richie McCaw's record as the most capped All Black, Sam Whitelock, one of the greatest All Blacks of the modern era and arguably one our greatest ever lock um, alongside Colin Meats. Um, uh, awesome achievement. I believe this is his fourth World Cup, Beave, which is unbelievable, really, in, in modern era rugby. He is uh, just a good Kiwi bloke, yeah, and, and, and a guy that I think no matter where you're from in New Zealand, you know, and, and you have your eye patch on for whatever side it is, you respect and you love Sam Whitelock. Oh, I mean, when you think about the four World Cups, firstly the four World Cups is incredible. Um, and, and look, we don't know how the back end of this tournament's going to play out, but four World Cups and to be, if not the main man, certainly starting, um, during during that tenure just shows the quality of excellence that, that he's been able to produce. Um, and then I was doing some media with some rooster yesterday and uh, he mentioned that you know if he goes and wins this one, uh, it'll be a third World Cup victory. It's a record, yeah. No one, no one, it'll be a record of course, but no one will touch that. No. I, I couldn't see the way, the way rugby's developing, the more teams that are coming to World Cups with... A genuine chance of winning it. You can't tell me that in a hundred years' time, when uh, they're talking about this guy Whitelock, there's going to be no one else with three World Cup medals beside his name. But you're right. I think the thing, the telling thing about Sam, and it's it's quite remarkable when you consider he's a lock. And you know, obviously, first fives, as Jacobs always told me, first fives decide fixtures. But when you look at when you look at the Crusaders of the last sort of two years, three years, when they've gone into these big games and they've potentially been down on troops and all the rest of it, <laughs> I think about that final at Eden Park. People have walked away and gone, well, you know, Sam Whitelock won that game for the Crusaders. Yeah, you don't often hear that. No. you do not often hear that. And that and that's and that's the remarkable thing about uh, Sammy Whitelock's career. He has been so influential. He's not just a guy that goes out and does his job. He's actually uh, more than that. And uh, for that, you know, uh, you talk about Colin Meads, but for me, Brody Retallick and, uh, and Sam Whitelock sit in, sit in the partnership conversation is, well, I don't think it's a conversation. No. The only ones that in my lifetime that I guess would come close would be a Bucky's and a Bucky's and Victor, and because Bucky's was such a grub, um, we go the other way. Um, so mm. it's it's Whitelock and Retallick, the greatest partnership we've ever seen, and uh, and I think we've been amazingly blessed uh, during the last sort of decade or so to have them going at it together. Beaver I sat through two hours of the most punishing television last night between eleven a.m. eleven p.m. and one a.m. Uh, no, it's not your show. Your show's fantastic. Uh, it was the Dally M. <laughs> it was say, it careful. was the it was the Dally M Awards. Um, man, they just dragged it on. 
on. Um, it was like a cheapened version oh. of the Oscars. <laughs> uh, and they try to be all dramatic, showing the points scoring after 22 rounds, 23 rounds. And Sean Johnson ended up losing by one point beef. One point. Uh, he scored four points in the Dragons game. And on the same weekend, which was Kalen Ponga's last game, he scored the full six points. Kalen Ponga scored, I think, 18 points in three straight weeks. So 6-6-6 six, 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 um, going through from about round 22 to 25 um, to come from nowhere and won the Dalian by one point. Uh, and Sean just looked so gutted, Beef. So, so gutted. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel sorry for, like, you're right, I've watched a few of those Dalians and what, what do they call it? You know, the build-up's better than the actual event. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. it's often the case. But, but yeah. I mean, if people are criticising what sort of show it was, I mean, they've made a rod for their own back because they've built this Delhi M's up to be, you know, almost bigger than the grand final, which, yeah. you know, it's is not. stupid yeah. in, in a lot of ways. It's not. But but I just feel sorry because so they get them up on stage and they're, and they're physically standing there listening to it all unfold. Well, what are you supposed to do if you're Sean? Like, it doesn't matter what sort of look you give out, you're going to be either looking gutted or awkward or what have you, you know, like, <laughs> I think it's I think it's absolutely brutal that they've got them up on stage <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. listening to it unfold. So, no, I mean, I mean, Callum Pong, freakish, freakish footballer. and Missed six I mean, weeks of the season. to say. Oh, that's the other thing. But was scoring six thing. points a game because he was the easily like there was no Fanua Blake, no Wade Egan, no Torhu Harris taking points off of off of um you know off Kalen Ponga. He was scoring six points a game, and then Saifidi was scoring you know and Marju as well. But Ponga was scoring six points every time Newcastle won. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the, I guess the flawedness of the system there. I'll go a step further and say, well. If you're really the best player in the competition, your team wins the competition. You know, I know they've got their grand final medal, um, the Clive Churchill or what have you, but mm. realistically, if you're the best player in the competition, you take your team to the promised land, don't you? Yep. And and then, but because they wipe they wipe um, voting in the um, in the playoffs, yeah, then it's, it doesn't really happen. I mean, how, how close did Nathan Cleary get? I know he, was he missed a massive sixth. Run, but he was sixth. But but um, yeah. Jason Which yeah, is a joke. Uh, Isaiah Yao was taking points off him, and so was Jerome Luai and Dylan Edwards, who finished fifth. So you know, like that that's that's your point. <laughs> They're two of the best players in the competition. That's the issue with, with the Dally M. Um, we'll get more on that later. We've got Kevin Campion on the show, Beef, after five o'clock. Um, here's what's coming up on your Macca's menu. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with Mick Delivery around the ground shortly. Spoiler alert: Beef, you lost by one point last week, mate. It was one game. It was one game. Uh, John Ofoa, hopefully, uh, well he will now. He's confirmed John Ofoa uh, in about ten minutes' time. Uh, as I said, Broncos legend Kevin Campion. Tab update with Jake. Uh, East Coast Nati. Puro coach Kahu Tamatia on the show as well and a few questions without notice uh, for Beave double eight double three if you'd like to send a text. Yeah.